Blog Talk Radio. You have just tuned in to the Midweek Pick-Me-Up Energy Show, featuring professional officiant, tuning fork facilitator, and author, Marcy Ann Chi. In 1988, Marcy Ann discovered the quantum fields of energy and vibration, and since then her life has been a day-to-day experiment in knowing how to live in light energy for happiness, health, and wealth. She shares the principles and laws of light energy as they operate in everyday life, and now, here is Marcy Ann. Good morning. Let's get some new energy today. <laughs> I've been uh, thinking about something one of my clients said recently. <clears throat> uh, he was taking a very strong stand about how he didn't choose to come to Earth. and He didn't choose to go through all the terrible stuff he's been through the last five years the collapse of his 35-year-old, 35-year marriage, his ex-wife now <clears throat> living with another man in the million-dollar marital home that he paid for, not being able to see his children because the courts have now declared him to be a dangerous and violent man because he reacted really badly to um, everything, and he made threats <laughs> to his wife while carrying a weapon. So... Well, you know, I agree that he's been through a terrible time here. He had no idea that his wife was having an affair, even. According to his assessment of the marriage, he said they had good sex for the entire 35 years. She was a good cook, and she always told him she loved him. You know, curiously, many men do judge the success of their marriage by food and sex. (laughs) So when he received the divorce papers, it was a complete and total shock to him. And when he asked her what the hell was going on, she said, well, she wasn't sure that she had ever loved him. So apparently their whole life together was some sort of a dream that wasn't true. But I said, oh, yes, you did choose to come here. And he said, no, I didn't. Who would want to come to a place like this? I was just shot out of a cannon and I landed here. I said, no. I said, Choosing to come here is the only way you can get here. He said, that's ridiculous. (laughs) And I said, this is a free will planet. Everybody who is here has chosen to come here because that's the only way you can get here. You have to choose. And you chose your mother and you chose your father and you agreed to come here to be trained to do a job someday in the cosmos. Because anyone who is on planet Earth today, and listen to me this morning, uh, people, (laughs) anybody who is on planet Earth has already had many, many lives and other types of life in our universe and possibly even other uh, universes. Because I know that my son came here from the Andromeda star system. He volunteered to come to experience being able to use the power of his will to create choices for himself. It sounded like a fun thing to do to him. So his first choice was to come here, and his mission was to help his sister, who is 360 days older than he is, to make a transition 
from always believing that there's never enough of anything to learning that there's always enough of everything. (laughs) This is part of her soul journey that she needs to learn now. And he came to help her make the transition in just this one lifetime and not have to go through many, many, many lifetimes to make it. Because you see, this planet is a junior college for those who are being considered for positions in the universe. And to have dominion and be able to rule and reign justly and purely to operate in the wisdom of Solomon with the mercy of Jesus uh, sometime during the soul's live stream, and they're ready to learn how to be an independent, self-sufficient, sovereign being who can create, then they are sent here. (laughs) Because this is one of the very few places where you can learn to be an independent, self-sufficient, sovereign being who can create. Now, you were given the, the opportunity to choose to do this. And so if you're here, <laughs> you chose to come here. And then I told this gentleman, and you created this situation that you're calling hell. And he yelled back, what do you mean I created it? She did this to me. This isn't what I wanted. And I asked, well, what do you want? And he said, I want my life back. I want my wife back. I want my children back. I want what I had. She took it all away from me. And I have to tell you, I fight every day with myself to keep myself from going over there to my house and killing her. Mm. Well, we do hear about these stories every day on the radio and television. Someone just goes crazy and goes out and kills somebody. I believe probably in every case, the person who was killed did something to the killer that hurt them really bad. And they're operating under their anger because that's how hurt is manifested. And whatever it was at the core of what happened between them, there probably was a betrayal of their love and trust, whether realized or imagined. So I asked him, well, what would killing your wife, how would that get your uh, life back? He said, well, it wouldn't, but at least she wouldn't be having it either. She deserves to die. She killed everything that was important to me. I said, what if you could get your life back? You know, Job lost everything, but the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning because the conclusion of something is better than its beginning, and a patient attitude is more valuable than a proud one. Would you like to try to find out the ending? And he says, you mean the end of my marriage and the end of everything that has meant anything to me in my life so far isn't enough? Well, I said, you know, you're still here. So I guess we haven't gotten to the end yet. 
And he said, I don't want to be here. I didn't want to come here. And I don't want to be here. And I said, but you are here. (laughs) And if you would now choose to be here, you could find out the ending, which is better than the beginning. Because actually, in eternal time, uh, no, we call I call it no time. I live in no time. There is no beginning and ending anyway. But in linear time, it does appear that there are endings. But really, they're just conclusions. And because of what you've been through, you've drawn some conclusions that really aren't true. But as long as you hold on to them, you can't find out the truth, that truth that sets you free. So would you like to choose to be here so that you can reach some new conclusions and then be able to continue on in your soul's journey? Now, apparently, the woman you were with for the first 35 years is not the one you're supposed to be with in the next part of your journey here now. And there is a kernel of truth that is embedded in each and every one of those 35 years plus the 20 years before that that you can begin to find in this what you call hell you're in, that kernel of truth, and you can begin to reach some different conclusions about your life. Would you like to choose to stay? There was that dead silence at the other end of the phone. And then barely audible, I heard, yes. And then he came back in his victim power and he said out real loud, but it's a 50.000000001% choice. (laughs) And I said, yippee, that's all it takes. That's all it takes. Point zero 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 one percent And now we have completed one week of counseling, one hour a day for seven days. Well, he missed the sixth day. I thought that was curious because he believes the computer is the beast, you know, the 666 part of Satan's way to destroy us. <laughs> So when we talked on the seventh day, I asked him why he didn't call in on the sixth day. And he said, you know, I just reached the very bottom yesterday. I couldn't talk to anybody. I can't go down any farther. My van won't start. I have no money. I am now totally and utterly helpless. And he had confessed during the week that he was living in his van at truck stops. He said he tried to find handyman jobs. So I looked up Goodwill Industries in the the town where he lives, and I told him he could walk to Goodwill Industries because they can sometimes offer immediate assistance, sometimes a part-time job, and they have uh, employment and personal counselors there. And there's also a Salvation Army in his town, and you can sometimes get a hot meal and a temporary bed there. But I also told him to call this pastor who's been teaching him that he didn't have to do anything because Jesus was coming any day now, and also that the computer was the beast 
Because, you know, all churches have funds that are designated to help the indigent. And I told him to ask this pastor for help. In fact, the churches used to be the main welfare source before the government decided to step in and make it possible for a 21-year-old unwed mother of two children that I saw on Judge Judy be able to get over $4,000 a month in disability and aid to dependent children, which is more money than I get now um, from Social Security and my investments, that I uh, worked (laughs) 50 years to save So on the seventh day, we reviewed the content of the week that we had spent together. And most of the time was taken with him crying about what had happened. And he kept trying to justify all of his actions, which proved to be lawless, and also to prove how she had done him wrong. And we discussed some of these doctrines that this pastor's been teaching him. I told him Jesus wasn't coming soon. He wasn't coming back at all. He did what he was supposed to do, and now we are to do what we are supposed to do. And so he said, so I'm trusting in Jesus, and he isn't going to do anything to help me? Well, I remembered a program that Oprah did uh, when Obama was first running for president. And she uh, visited in his senatorial district in Chicago, some parts of which have been in abject poverty for generations. And she, when she, as she walked down this filthy, dirty alley alleyway with little shacks along it, she was with a woman who was grossly overweight, grossly, and her two children, each from different daddies, and those daddies are nowhere to be found. And the woman said, Oz just keeps praying to Jesus to help me, but I don't get no answer. I hope Mr. Obama will be able to help me. And Oprah said, you know, um, um, you know, I had to do some things myself, for myself. I went to school and got my education. And then I took any job I could get. She said, I started out part-time, and I was the low man on the totem pole, doing what nobody else wanted to do, but I stuck it out. And I held in there, and step by step and little by little, I began to climb the ladder. But I had to do it myself. No one did it for me. I had to prove myself. I had to qualify. I had to show I could be trusted. I had to show I could follow the rules. I had to demonstrate a level of ability. I had to take the tests. And I had I had to pass the tests. And I did it. No one did it for me. I told this desperate man, you know, no one can do it for you. You are the only one who can do what you are supposed to do. And so then I thought about what he had said about the point zero 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 one percent because each of us starts out by just activating that point zero 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 one percent it's part of that part that no one else can do 
then we do 2%, and then 3%, and then 4%. Eventually, we can get to 100%. And that's when we are ready for our universe assignment somewhere. But we have to find out the realm of dominion we are being trained for. We have to know our purpose. We have to do the work. Our 1% can't be done by anyone else. Well, during this week of counseling with this gentleman, I discovered he can't work within the rules. He takes matters into his own hands. He becomes judge, jury, and hangman. He judges the situation from his own specific, you know, individual point of view, gives a verdict of what should be done regardless of boundaries, preset conditions, agreements, contracts, and then he acts as the hangman. But the person who gets hanged is him. I mean, even Jesus submitted to the authority of Rome during his day. And the government of Rome wasn't perfect. It didn't legislate freedom and justice for all in the purest sense. I mean, neither does our government. But each and every person in our government is doing the best that they can according to their level of consciousness. And that's another show. And a lot of folks have just been taught a whole bunch of silly stuff, like Jesus is coming any minute, or we're having global warming, or war is part of patriotism, or everybody's entitled to everything. And all these groups are passionately working to to further their own efforts, because and they believe they're doing the right thing. They believe they are noble in their efforts. If I don't fight for what's right, who's going to? I mean, another lady I'm working with right now keeps using this phrase uh, as her justification for her complaint, talking about her boyfriend who just broke up with her. Well, he wouldn't do the right thing. See that what she concludes is the right thing is not what he has concluded is the right thing for him. So unless there is agreement about what is right, you don't have a unity. You have separation. So he separated himself from her, and she just can't accept that he's chosen to not be with her anymore, even though she continues to state, he had everything with me, but he won't do the right thing. You know, I believe in soulmates, that two people are together for a certain period of time in order for them to get the training and the wisdom and the knowledge that they need to continue on their soul's journey towards taking their place in the cosmic hierarchies in a realm of dominion that they are then 100% ready to administer. But each person here on planet Earth has his own truth about what is right. Because this is included in our right to choose. And we make our choice based upon what we believe is right for ourselves. But when we uh choose for for when what we choose for ourselves is no longer in agreement with the other person involved, we then need to freely release them because they have their right of choice too. I told that angry my angry man that his wife had chosen to now be with this other man. So he needed to release himself from the emotional attachments he had to her. 
And eventually, we can all release ourselves from the third dimensional realm of duality and move on into a higher realm where each person's conclusion is in harmony and peace with each and every person's conclusion. And perhaps you may wonder how in the world this could work, and I just (laughs) don't know yet, but I believe it involves personal worthiness, desire for appreciation, personal sovereignty and the need to be important, and, and learning to acknowledge respect for others while we are free to fulfill our own purpose in in life. You know, each organ in our body operates within its own personal sovereignty and doesn't try to tell any other organ of the body that it has to do things their way. Each organ respects the job that the other organ does, and they all work together doing it. And in the realm of nature, deciduous trees don't think that fir trees have to shed their leaves in the fall, even though both of them are trees. An apple tree doesn't try to force a peach tree to make apples. Nature respects the similarities and the differences within the various kingdoms. And sometimes the difference in the similarity or the difference in the variation is point zero 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 one percent you know i do this show i uh i just celebrated my uh two years on october 12th uh two years of being on the air and when i first went on the air you know they uh blog talk radio gives you a lot of training and they wanted to go into all the social media stuff i said you know what um, I I don't want to do that. Um, I would just have I would have to hire somebody to do all that because I you know I'm run my wedding business and I'm in the Coast Guard and I don't have time <laughs> because my feeling is just like with my weddings, the people that are supposed to hear my show will hear it. I'm just supposed to do it. That's my part. I do my part. And I believe I get the brides and grooms I'm supposed to marry. I had the most precious couple this last weekend that I could just feel theirs was an eternal love. And I got to be the one to do it in this lifetime. And if only one person heard my show one time, that's that's enough for me. You know, this is what my daughter's learning in this lifetime. How much is enough? I did a show on that, actually. You can hear it in the archives. How how much is enough? For me, if only one person heard one show, that point zero 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 one person, it's enough for me. And this last weekend, I uh, I was on um, on watch at... Um, the U.S. Coast Guard uh, Station Gracie in Oceanside. I do it um, several times a month. And um, we had a rescue. Oh, the uh, We had 20-foot seas, and um, we got a mayday, and um, the couple uh, it was three people on a sailboat, 
out beyond uh, San Clemente Island, and I'm in Southern California, and they were out beyond San Clemente Island taking on water, and they were taking it on at a speed beyond what the bilge pumps could handle. Let me tell you, within 18 minutes, that orange helicopter, U.S. Coast Guard helicopter, was dispatched from L.A. Long Beach and went out there and got them. I mean, if that's the only time, you know, I, I paid in a rescue, well, it's worth it. It's enough. It's that one per that point zero 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 one percent. That's what's so important. That one percent. Do you know that architects operate within a point zero 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 one percent tolerance? Because those, those numbers are off. The building will fall down. And do you know that engineers operate within a point zero 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 one percent tolerance? If they're designing an aircraft. If it's one percent off in its in its structure, it it probably can't ascend or descend and withstand winds and storms. And do you know how an air traffic controller has to watch when many planes are approaching an airport at the same time? And sometimes I think. <laughs> Those air traffic controllers see that one point one one zero 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 one percent. But you know what my mother used to say? <laughs> a miss is as good as a mile because yes, that point zero 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 one percent can make the difference. People who are in these jobs must be accurate and true to fulfill their jobs requirements. People's lives depend on it. And we're being prepared to eventually be in charge of not only certain realms of dominion here on Earth, but even greater and more significant operations uh, once we pass all of our tests here and go on to our next position of dominion in the solar system and the galaxy. And eventually the universe. So nothing is insignificant. Even the most insignificant point zero 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 one percent is very significant. Because there really is nothing that is mundane or unnecessary or a misfit, or not needed. Everything and everybody is significant, important, needed, and necessary. So I encourage you today, (laughs) consider yourself significant, important, necessary, and very, very needed. I encourage you today to be sure that you are where you are supposed to to be, and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And you make sure that you are doing it, and make sure that what you are doing is a point zero 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 one percent addition to the overall highest and best good for everyone. Do your part. 
Do it the best way you know how. And do your part with all of your being, using all of the abilities that you have now, because you're being tested and trained and prepared for greater works in the hierarchy of the cosmos. That's our show for today. You can contact Marcy Ann on her website, www.marcyann.com. Up at the top of the main page, there is a link. Click here for Marcy Ann's radio show. And thank you for tuning in today to Marcy Ann's Middle of the Week Pick Me Up Energy Show, which broadcasts every Wednesday at 9.30 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time from her studio in Southern California. You can also listen on Sundays at 7 p.m. to Marcy Ann's show, Say What? for reflections on life on planet Earth. And on Fridays at 5 p.m. is The Finding Mr. Right Show, a support show that helps single people find Ms. Right or Mr. Right, based on ideas and information in Marcy Ann's book at www.mrrightforme.com. Thanks for listening.